This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, bro? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And we are back together You're The dynamic duo, I Barry, I feel like we have spoken since we were last on mic together, but I feel like I haven't really like gotten to like talk to you in such a I, long time. I know. It's like we live two different lives. It's we since <laughs> which okay, we do. since the last time since the last time we recorded together, they announced the Miami cast. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to talk about that. They announced Dubai, mm-hmm. which like, wow, I know you talked with Chris about that on last Monday's episode. Um, Beverly Hills is over. They're already filming. We have a new house. You know, there's so oh. much, oh, so much so happening. Much. And, you know, but then also like Salt Lake City is now uh, popping the fuck off. I I want to know, like, I don't uh, know how much Bravo I'm has speechless. their like scheduling shit together. Right. But the fact that Beverly Hills concluded on Thursday and then this Sunday and next Sunday are like the episodes we've been waiting for since... Jen Shaw got arrested. Right. It really could not be better timing. We have um, it, the ultimate holidays, girls trip. The holidays time. Like That's what we yeah, all I want. Know. <laughs> I know. It's like Christmas came early, truly. Um, <laughs> we also have, I think next week, All Stars, a.k.a. Ultimate Girls Trip begins. Um, so, like, there's just a lot coming down the pipeline. The, um Heather Dubrow is posting new confessional outfits. You know, OC is going to be It's a lot. Everything. Soon. It's too much. Like, I, I need, <laughs> I need, I need, like, a vacation. But. Did you see the the photo? I've reposted it of um, Sheree filming yesterday yes. wearing yes. this, like, gigantic yes. fur coat and, like, brown, like, thigh-high boots. And I. She could have gone to Mary's Italian cooking class. <laughs> yeah, she wore, like, she did the assignment better than Whitney did, for sure. Um, but, like, Atlanta was in New York filming this weekend. They saw Candy's play that she produced on Broadway. Um, Southern Charm is filming. Like, how There's do they so have much? so many camera crews? Like, what, what, how, how many people are on the payroll? But anyway, Dylan, how was your time off? What was, I need to know, what was your peak and pit? Of your time off? Um, my time off was lovely. Thank you. Um, I, I I, really didn't do a lot. Like, in terms of, oh, you had a week off. Like, did you go somewhere? Did you blah, blah, blah? Like, no, I really took the week to just kind of, like, rest and recharge. I got, like, a few days behind on some of my Bravo shows, which is, it, it never happens because we're always recording these episodes right. within, you know, a day or two of when the shows are on. So, like, I didn't watch... I still haven't watched last week's Vanderpump Rules. I w- obviously I will like today because we have to watch the new episode. Right. But it's like, wow, I'm like six days behind on a Bravo show. And did I feel you like- sleep? 
I, you know, I didn't sleep as much as I maybe should have. I kind of was like, I feel like the first half of my time off, I was in that like school's out for summer mindset of like, I can stay up as late as I want, but then I'm not good at sleeping in. So it's like, okay, you're up until 2.30 and then you still wake up at 8.30 and it's like, oh, I'm not actually, that wasn't eight hours. But the good thing about that is that you didn't have to wake up and go to work and do work, go to work. Like you can just like stay in bed. I was like waking up, you know, watch a movie, go for a walk. See a show. Mm. I saw some shows. Like very it was it was like a nice week. Love it. Well, to bring you back, we're talking I know. about I, part, I another like, a second part four reunion. Uh, yes. And I feel like this one, when they announced that Potomac was gonna be four parts, it was a little bit like Why? Okay. I um I don't okay, so I think Potomac We know why. Oh, Right. And I'm assuming that it's basically going to be kind of a standard three-part reunion with, like, a Nikki episode. I think. Part four. And Andy, doing the big fake-out, tells all the women that she really wanted to. It was a little bit, like, it was extremely on the nose, given the fact that we all know that she's there. It's like, it was like, okay, I don't really want to watch these women be, like, low-key disappointed about Nicki Minaj not showing up. It reminded but. me of like your parents like not trying to ruin a surprise party that they're throwing mm-hmm. for you, but they're ruining right. it by saying something. <laughs> right. They're like, okay, so kids, like, we're not doing presents this year. <laughs> Sorry, but we'll get, we'll do something next year and instead. Like, and then you wake later, up in the morning. Guys, yeah. Presents. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, this season of Potomac, I felt like it was a solid, entertaining season, but it wasn't, like, super explosive. Last season, obviously, we had the Monique and Candace fight the, you know, giant rift in the group. Yeah. And this season, it was like, there wasn't anything really happening in that big of a sense. I thought it was just a normal, sol- you know, Potomac yeah. doesn't have bad seasons. But no. um, the first part of the reunion, I felt like... The first half was sort of slow. And then when Andy started grilling Candace, things picked up a little bit. Like, I, he, he like kind of shocked me a little bit with that. I was like, whoa. I, I was thinking, so after watching the Beverly Hills reunion, I felt like Andy sort of was more engaged than he has been in a while. And I was talking to Sean, our lovely producer, about this this morning, that I'm wondering if Andy sort of got some feedback about some of his more recent reunion performances. Uh And that it seemed like he was almost neutral to the point of not caring that much or not being, you know, obviously when you're a moderator, you want to be fair and you want to be sort of unpacking the whole situation. But at the same time, that doesn't always mean that you can't tell someone they're wrong or you have to be 100% neutral. Like, being fair and being neutral aren't necessarily always the same. And so I like that in this part, he really was drilling in on Candace a little bit because I felt like she deserved it. Well, and also the fact that he brought up the fact that he was getting tweets being like, why aren't you firing Mm -hmm. her? But you know what that reminded me of? (laughs) <laughs> Which is funny because New York didn't have a reunion <laughs> because oh multiple people brought up to everyone why Ramona was getting wasn't getting fired. But right. we'll, we'll see what unfolds with that anyway. Oh, yeah. And, 
you know, and I think Candace is sort of missing the point because she's like, oh, well, like everybody wants everybody to get fired. And of course, there are people that are out here. Fire Giselle, fire Wendy, all of this. You know, you're on TV. A lot of people watch the show. People have their own opinions. But Andy is trying to tell her, people want me to fire you because of specific wrong things that you're saying and Mm -hmm. specific things that they think you're out of line for doing this. And she is, she's like twisting this in her brain to think, well, these people don't like me because I'm better at the game than yeah, no. than Mia, than Giselle. No. I'm better at throwing shade. I'm more of a, you know, I, I'm speaking on my because feet Because I'm better at it. Right. And I love, I love that Karen in that moment is like, nobody is better at this than Giselle and I. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. And I think this is exactly right. I think Candace is very good at, the game of being a housewife. I think she always brings it on the show. I personally, you know, there are things that she says and does that I really rub me the wrong way, but I do think she does a great job on the show. But let's be clear, nobody on Potomac is doing it like Karen and Giselle. I think they are... Because they have a good banter. Right. And I think they both, they have that frenemy relationship that is so rare to find and sustain where... Where they Candace go, is just mean as fuck. Right. Karen and Giselle are always going to go through their ups and downs. I think at the end of the day, they respect each other mm-hmm. and they get each other. But they know that, I mean, they are professionals on this show. Mm. And I think Karen and Giselle know that the more they kind of have this back and forth, the more it's going to produce the goods that we want to see on TV and I love that. Whereas Candace, as much as I think she is great on TV, she doesn't have that like that moment where it's like, okay, pull it back. This is a show. We don't want to burn the bridge too too much, you know? Right. And we Andy can kept telling to- her she's the common denominator. Like you are the right. Nobody is nobody is saying that Monique should have dragged her or that I wish Mia had hit her after she threw the salad. They're saying that. At a certain point, you can't be surprised or so shocked that people are having these reactions when you're the one bringing right. it to the brink of that. I honestly loved when Giselle was like, I mean, I- I'm just saying, if if Mia did end up like hitting you, well, I'm not going to say you didn't deserve it for what you said. <laughs> She's it like, ma- well. it, makes me- <laughs> it makes me think of Lala's iconic, are you trying to get popped? And... Honestly, with Candace's behavior, sometimes it's like, are you trying to get popped? Like somebody, you, if you, if you step to the line enough times at, you know, sooner or later, somebody is going to well step back. And I think that's what happened last season with, yeah, exactly. with Monique. And it feels, it, it's frustrating that Candace can't sort of take a step back and think, okay, even if it wasn't justified what she did to me, maybe I played a part in that. And she clearly cannot have that thought. No, no, not at all. But I I do have to say, let's like backtrack a little just because this was such a minor detail where they kept coming for Giselle about her style and Uh that it has improved a little bit. And depending on who you ask, but we found out (laughs) that she has had the same stylist forever 
And that bond she has with her stylist is not going anywhere, clearly. But the fact that Candace at that moment jumped in and she was like, she doesn't agree with all of Giselle's fashion choices. And Giselle was like, that's okay. I don't agree with all of yours. And Candace goes, this was this was the part, Candace, that I like. Where Candace goes, right, but what works for me works for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like, I do, I think it's funny. All the Giselle fashion comments, like, I think they're, you know, it's it's funny. But I also think Giselle should wear whatever she wants to wear. And I Giselle like the fact. Giselle is a stunning yes, woman. But I like I like that she has this attitude yes. that she literally is like, okay, keep talking about my clothes. I don't yes. care. Like, I wear what I want to wear. I don't actually Because guess need... what? They're still talking about it. Right. And Giselle is the star of this TV show who you know, has all of this stuff going for her. She hosts another show on Bravo. None of these women can say that. And she's like, yeah, I wear what I want to wear. I don't need Karen's approval on my wardrobe. (laughs) And (laughs) I, you know, I think this, what this cast does so well is that they have all of this kind of like shady back and forth banter with each other and Giselle's clothes. And I will say, I think Mia had a good performance on part one of this reunion. And while she, so she, one thing that I found kind of annoying about her during the season was that she was always kind of getting in other people's business Mm -hmm. and sort of poking her head into things that didn't concern her. But I think that same quality on a reunion couch actually can kind of be a good thing to a certain point because Mia is like, she's very quick on her feet. She will say whatever comes to mind. I think it's funny a lot of the time. And so when you're on the reunion and it's like, you know, she's making these comments about whatever's being talked about, that's kind of like the the lively, like, back and forth that I want to see at a reunion. And I think Mia was kind of bringing that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mia, I when you said <laughs> performance, I thought you meant, like, her responses just now of, like, what she, what she was saying. But I have to say, I thought the questions Andy was asking her and everything, she was answer. She wasn't lot. She was answering them full out. Like she was not hiding yeah. anything. He, she was, and everyone was like, well, why didn't you say that? Wait, why didn't you? And she was like, well, no one asked me that during the season. Like I, yeah, yeah, I was a stripper. Yeah. Look, and- <laughs> I, I always think it is one of the dumbest things on housewives when somebody is getting accused of being a stripper or this is something so scandalous the thing is first of all who cares there's nothing wrong with being a stripper not to mention stripper talk is one of my favorite things to watch on tiktok yes yes when they count the money (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing um i would do you would do it too for a check um but or maybe not (laughs) but it's one of those things where i meant not for a check i would still do it (laughs) (laughs) It says so much more about the people on the other end who Uh are so concerned about it. Because for Mia, I mean, whatever. Maybe she didn't keep all the details of the story the same from the beginning till now. But she clearly is not ashamed of her past. And she shouldn't be. And talking, and she's very open about the fact that it was not love at first sight with her husband. You know, he was one of these high rollers that was basically funding the club it sounds like i and don't that, know it's a little it's yeah a little and that the there. connection for her didn't really come until later and the fact that she's so open about that she clearly is not shy you know she's talking about 
the investment situation, how she and her husband mm-hmm. are linked business-wise, but he didn't necessarily, like, give her what she like, has. Like, he didn't hand her the businesses. Right. But it says so much more about the other women who are so concerned about, you know, what was she a stripper? What procedure did she have done to her that vagina? That annoyed me. Which that is, whole like, conversation annoyed me. I the thing is with plastic surgery I feel like we're in this like loop of talking about how it doesn't like do whatever you want just be honest whatever but it's like then why are we having a 10 minute conversation about whether or not she had her clit done and did she have were, were her baby's C-sections and was that part of a mommy makeover it's like who gives a fuck like I don't I don't care like even if I really didn't like Mia which I feel like I'm sort of in the middle with her like, I don't, there are other reasons to to gossip about someone. Like, I don't care about what she had done. It was very, like, not necessary. And to ask if her kids were C-sections, to point out that they have sex missionary, so there's no reason for her to get her, like, that, that was so over the line for me. And, like, clearly not anyone's business. And, like, that just shows yeah. that you literally had nothing else to talk about besides, like, your concern over why she had the certain surgery done. And I love right. how she just sat there and kept her composure. She didn't give a shit. Well, and especially coming from Wendy, who obviously has also been, you know, critiqued for what she's had done. And we're going to, I think we're going to see more of that in the yeah. next part, maybe. But it's like, if Wendy is so annoyed with Robin and Giselle for talking about her plastic surgery, then why is she questioning Mia's plastic surgery. Like, it just is, it kind of is like this disconnect to me where in my mind, I'm just thinking, why don't all of these women realize that this is a topic where nobody actually has the upper hand on anyone else? Like, go argue about something else. Plenty of stuff has happened that you can... Yeah, right. But also the fact that, like, they're judging... The reason, like, someone like Wendy, I, someone like me, I guess, when you come on the show, doesn't isn't necessarily open. Like, you're not going to be like, yeah, I was a stripper, is because you're new and you're potentially worried that these women are going to judge mm-hmm. you. So the fact that now you are honest and you are getting the response that you knew you were going to get beforehand is what keeps women from being honest on these shows. Right. And that it's not necessarily that she's worried about being judged because she's shameful. It's, right. She's worried about being judged because she knows that these women are going to judge her. Um, exactly. Yeah, I... I don't know. I I do... I do... I do like... I think I like Mia. I don't know. I, I feel like toward the end of the season, I was kind of iffy on her. And I think... I feel like I am now more of the opinion that I think she should come back. I sure. don't not like her, but I need to see more of her. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like she, she, I wasn't like, oh, I can do without her because I actually do want her to come back. Like you just said, but I want her to be more of like a front runner. I will say, I think the Potomac cast is maybe kind of unique in the sense that it feels like these women do actually all have, real relationships with each other maybe because they've all been on the show for a long time now whether or not they're friends in real life ashley karen robin giselle and even candace at this point have all been there for a long time but i do think 
in that sense, like Mia still feels sort of like the newbie, which obviously she is. Yeah. It's her first season. But that I think in a season two, it would be interesting to see how her relationships actually form with these women versus her just kind of being the new girl who is kind of in that role in every situation. Like, it would be cool to see, does she actually get closer with Karen if in a second season? Or is there, you know, some conflict that starts to form? Like, that would be yeah, I something also I would be interested in seeing. want to see Escala as a full-time cast member. Just saying. Okay. I have no opinion on that, honestly. Escala, I think, is a beautiful woman who has um, not really done much for me. So I, I don't feel- have an issue with her. I don't have praise for her. I see people on Twitter and like have friends and stuff who are like, we love Escala. And okay. I feel like because she's always, we've talked about it before where she's always just like there because they need uh, another like, pr- and yeah. I, I kind of want her to be there. I feel like that she's the personality I, that like we need on the show. Right. I do think it helps sometimes to have sort of a neutral party. Um, but I would. <laughs> I'm laughing. You're like, I don't, I don't really care. I will say, like, I want to hear from her more because I, I don't dislike her. I just feel like we haven't actually heard her perspective much, and I am sort of surprised that it seems like she's going to be at the full reunion. Essentially, like they brought her in. They did the Kathy Hilton thing where they do kind of one segment without her, and then they're like, now we're joined by Escala. Yeah, she came in a little early, if you ask me, for a four-parter. I was like, wait, are you going to be, is she going to be here the whole time? Who, first of all, I just have to say, Ashley looks so fucking good that it is like, Ashley Oh my God. Darby's Barbie. Barbie. (laughs) You know, I threw up in my mouth a little bit, but damn it, she looks good. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, we must talk about Salt Lake City. I don't want to leave it any longer. Oh my god. Um, This episode, so it was a 90-minute episode, and I believe next week is also a 90-minute episode. And I will say sometimes I'm a little side-eye when they do these long episodes because it means that whatever you actually want to see is going to be, you know, still just the last 10 minutes. Not last night, honey. Not last night because God bless, you know, Jesus looking over Mary Cosby, that Italian lunch, cooking party, whatever, was one of the most chaotic, unhinged... Uh Housewives events because it was like truly I was like what the fuck is happening no at this joke table? but I have to say two things last night I'm watching happens live Andy said next episode is the top mm-hmm. five most like intense episode yes. of all housewives and also the fact that Lisa Barlow it was her first time ever in the clubhouse I think she's been on before but whatever yes. she her demeanor was very bizarre to me like she was answering the question just in the ca- every question she was asked she was answering in the camera not making eye contact anywhere she the way she was answering questions she was like repeating the question not like answer she's very nervous it seemed i haven't watched the full episode yet but i we're getting to the point in the season where up until now when they've asked about the gen stuff they're kind of like oh, oh well, like, yeah it was really crazy <laughs> you're get it's gonna be crazy you'll have to wait and see but now we're getting into it where it's like there are specific questions like, how did you feel when there was a fucking SWAT team outside your bus? And it's getting to the point where kind of like what happened on Beverly Hills, they're probably all thinking, okay, what is smart for me to say? What can I say? Exactly. I would, I would be shocked if some of these women haven't spoken to lawyers. She did. Lisa did. Yeah. Which, of course. Um, so I think it's going to be uh, a little different in the next coming weeks oh, yeah. about how these women are sort of handling these questions because all of a sudden we have specifics to go on rather than just like, wasn't it crazy filming when Jen got arrested? And they're like, yeah, it was crazy. Wait and yeah. see. Um, I have to say, I've always been, I have ne- I'm have. i not like a, oh my God, I love Mary Cosby so much. Like she's my favorite, but I've always been, wow, she's a funny character. Like yes. that's what I feel. Last night, it's going to be a no for me. I am done. I am done with Mary Cosby. Yeah. I do not like her. And I tried I my hardest st- to 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 like like and I no. Yeah. Nope, nope. I think we're starting to see in the Mary real as Mary. She, well, as cuz last season it was this whole thing of that she was kind of separate from the group for a lot of it in the closet. Um and we're starting to see as she spends more time with all of these women that she should The way she the way she handles disagreements and the way she sort of speaks to people is yeah. not a way that is 
productive. It's not a way that is at all sort of, I think, like socially acceptable. Like she she doesn't no. really seem to have a good sense of social norms in how she communicates with people. And I have a, I have a feeling that that's because in her day to day life, like at the church, nobody ever dares to speak up to her. You know, nobody ever talks back to her when they think she's literally from Jesus. Um, so that is nuts. I'm just gonna well, like say it. That is fucking nuts. And I last week I wasn't I wasn't here, so I didn't get to recap it. But that conversation that Meredith had with Cameron at the Fresh Wolf party, per, to me, it felt a little bit staged. Like, well, somebody, course, yes, we decided. Whatever. Yes, yeah, it was. Um, but I do enter think, production, which we love to say, right? Staged or not, I think it sort of set in motion a really important kind of plot line on the show that I don't know if we'll fully explore this season, but the conversation that Meredith had with Whitney sort of in the lobby area was this week was, I thought, super important. And like, I think that's going to be, you know, if we go into like season two, three, and Mary's whole thing becomes more of a main storyline... I think we're going to look at that moment and be like, okay, so Meredith has this piece of information that she got and she's, the wheels are turning. And then Whitney has this piece of information and she has these questions. And now Mary is like burning her bridge with Whitney when she says we're not friends. And Mary, uh, Meredith and Whitney are kind of putting their pieces together. Like, I think for somebody like Mary, if she's in a position where she could potentially be kind of exposed, I think she should be a little more careful with not turning somebody like Whitney against her. Well, okay, yes. And I know they're trying to be good friends. Like, that's why they kind of treat her like they walk on, you know, Mm -hmm. like even Whitney was like, I love you, Mary, whatever. They're trying to be good friends. What other signs do you need to have to steer fucking clear of of her? Like, and that like she she is not reciprocating that behavior to you. She's not being a good friend to anybody. I I want to talk in depth about this um (laughs) pasta making (laughs) class, but because there's so much to unpack there. But first, I want to talk about this cryptic scene. Almost is how I want to describe it with. Jen and Stu. Jen and Stu. Because I, <laughs> it was so weird. It is. Okay, they were almost la- like saying goodbye. They were like prepping each other. Well, so last week there was the scene where <laughs> Stu was like on the computer and Jen was like, yeah, yeah, like make sure you're working those accounts and like all of this stuff. And it was kind of like, okay, we're talking about the business. And then last night it was like, okay, we're getting a little serious. They're talking. Jen's talking about how She's put her all into building these businesses and employing all these people so they have food food on the table. And, you know, so she's missed out on her own kids. And it's like, it feels like we're like eulogizing this business empire. Stu's been there through the good and the bad times. And and they're gonna stick together. And I I I'm desperate (gasps) to know when this was actually filmed. Like, was that because I could see that scene being like randomly from a month ago and they were like, we're just going to show it it on this episode. (laughs) But either way, whether or not that happened, brilliant editing, putting this at the beginning of the episode, because of course, (laughs) 
all of us, every single person watching this episode is like, <laughs> well, Taylor said it last week, actually, because Bravo has this tendency lately to be doing this. But she was like, uh, like the Bravo editors work like beyond yes. hard at And even when Jen is packing for this veil trip that she's not going to get to go on, she's like, she's pulling out the coat. She's like, I don't know if Vale is ready for this. And it's like, turns out it doesn't matter because the coat's not going to see Vale. (laughs) (sighs) I, it was very, it was very just weird. Like, and then they also started talking more about even their relationship and like, and it was uncomfortable for me, to be honest. He, Stu is even the one that, like, brought her on a Vespa to the cooking class. I was like, God, yes. what, is, what is fucking happening? There, I think it's become clear. I mean, we saw it last season, obviously, but I think this season maybe they've been more deliberate to put in these moments because of everything that's happened. They have this very codependent relationship. Yeah. And I think last season it felt more like, oh, he's her assistant that she kind of relies on for everything. And this season, it's more like, no, he's like her her right-hand man in everything in a way that feels not just assistant-y, but also like, you do my, like, I can't do this without you. Like, he, I don't think Jen can really, like, they're like a package deal, basically. Well, yeah. yeah, According to the investigators. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But so... Um, we'll get back to Jen, but so Mary is hosting this Italian thing. She's like FaceTiming everyone for the invites, which first of all, this is a housewives trope and Mary loves her FaceTime. The, the FaceTiming everyone in a row to send a group chat is so, is so like contrived to me because it's like, okay, I'm going to FaceTime Mary. I'm going to FaceTime Whitney. And it's like, Ew, like just send a and text. You're, and you're saying the same thing to every single person. And it's so much easier well, to get the details right. Like she clearly already has this um you invitation. Know, cute little invitation that she's designed with the stock photos of what they should wear. Um so I'm like, just just send a text. Right. And the but, thing that um, annoys me about her most is that what was really like evident this episode is that she thinks she is better than everyone and in a way where it was like wait it's like seems like it's actually an issue even the point where like one of them was like beating their eggs like she had an issue with that but she's right. like and she's, oh she's saying like i have to tell these girls what to wear because right. if, yes if i okay. don't yikes okay yes she has said this before and she's like italian street fair uh, Italian street fair. Italian street, street fair. <laughs> I was like thinking of San I'm gonna come dressed as like yeah. I'm, I'm going to come dressed as a mime. <laughs> Italian street wear. And I'm like, so when she showed up, I was like, so who are you channeling, Mary? Like, what? what is? Oh, what are you wearing? I'm confused. Thought, yeah. When she said Italian street wear, I'm thinking you're going to come in like a Fendi tracksuit or something. I'm like, right, like what were you wearing? I don't understand. Wait, Lisa Barlow was channeling Carmen San Diego. <laughs> um, yes, no, she absolutely was. My my favorite look was Ms. Meredith Marks. Oh, she looks she in her fuck. in her middle part slick back little mm-hmm. bun situation and this leather jacket with like a large cutout on the back. She looks so fucking chic. I think. I think Meredith is like so hot. I think yes. the Marx family, yeah. collectively, the Marx family is like so hot. They're very, very good looking. Like, truly, it's... truly, like 
All Chloe? five of them. Hello. All five of them. I would fuck all five of them. Not together, but like. Well, that would be fun. That would be. And Teddy. And Teddy's even like the cutest dog. <laughs> I would not fuck Teddy. No. <laughs> I'm just putting him in the Mark family. <laughs> but um, okay. The also like, oh, Come on, Abella. Speaking of, I'm like Mary. Wait, stop. When Jen Shaw was like, Mary, I will donate to your church. Stop. (laughs) Even when she, when she, did you pick? I don't know if you noticed when she was FaceTiming one of the women, and she, they pick up the phone. She's like, "Come on, die." It was so weird. She was like, "Uh, da, I was like, "What are you even saying?" The accents were really cringe. You know. Putting the names in Italian on the aprons when only well, half of put, them actually had names that trans like and just put I the women's she, name. It would be so much cuter. I think she really just wanted to wear it. Like she wanted to be Maria. Maria. I don't think she cared about anybody else. Erica, like Heather's Erica, like what? Right, just like put Heather. I don't right. Like I don't think Meredith translates to Italian either. Like none also of the Louis Vuitton bags. The she Louis goes, Vuitton. Wait, no, why would I, I'm not getting them Louis Vuitton apron? Wait, so you just like had the, those are like the gift bags she, you had in your house? But she gave them the Louis Vuitton AirPods last season, so I don't know why she's acting like these women aren't worthy of fancy gifts. But also, it's like Louis Vuitton, famously an Italian brand. You know what? What are we even I don't doing here? Want anything like that from Mary? I don't. Same thing like from Jet. Like I don't want. Any right, nice you, gifts I don't from want them. Jen's. I don't want Jen's apology diamonds. No. I don't want Mary's monogrammed apron. Um, well, no, the aprons, yes, but if it were to be like oh. like design, like I just feel like something. Oh, right, it's like blood blood diamonds. Not right. <laughs> um, it's like te- telephone fraud diamonds. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com 
right now for a discount so you can live Claret and Clear. Use as directed. We have to talk about Whitney's invitation to the party, which was different than everybody else's because the timeline is a little murky. Basically, Mary's just mad that Whitney didn't pick up her FaceTime. She was doing carpool. Mary says that it took, I don't know, 24 hours. I, But at the end of the day, Mary felt slighted by Whitney, so she sent her an invitation with the dress code of, like, slutty mafia. These costumes that she included It was, like, straight off of, the Party City website. Right. And it's, like, first of all, even if Whitney, like, took that direction, that's not actually what she was going to wear to this event. But like, Mary got, like mad when Whitney right. walked in like she got like angry and I'm sorry that was very bizarre also and she was she she's like basically she was like to Whitney like you you basically she disobeyed her that she told her to wear that because the thing is if you wanted to say that that invitation was like a fun mm-hmm. prank way to get back at her for not answering her call it's like okay maybe yeah maybe I still am not crazy about that but right. maybe but then if somebody calls you, if somebody calls your bluff on this costume thing and doesn't and wears normal clothes which she does I thought she looked cute. Yes. Like then it's like oh haha like you got me you didn't wear like I I wanted you to like wear this silly outfit and you didn't. Haha now we're even. But it's like Mary is like per- she takes this as some kind of personal offense and this is where we're getting into that dynamic of Mary is not used to anybody questioning her or disobeying her. And now it actually makes more sense when she got mad at Lisa for saying the thing about Googling the ovaries hardening because of the whatever. Which, by the way, isn't true for those of you who didn't Google it. Oh, yeah. Tiffany Moon debunked that. Um, (laughs) But I mean, I knew it wasn't true the second she said it, but still. (laughs) To me, it sort of clicks a little bit because it's like, Lisa didn't do anything wrong. Mary is not used to somebody being like, I don't know if I believe this thing you just said. And she's she's taking it to a level. And same with Whitney. She's like, no, I told you what to wear. And the fact that you didn't do that is showing disrespect to me. When in reality, it's like, who would wear that? Wait, who would yeah, actually like, do that? I'm sorry. that That's weird. That's the only <laughs> thing. Like, I'm like... That's weird that she got mad and that did she, what if Whitney actually, and the Whitney was like, I have all these things. I could easily (laughs) whip this up. But I can do slutty, but like, that's not the vibe. Right. Mary would have laughed at Whitney's expense and like tried to make a fool of her, which by the way, I just wanted to ask you how you, like where you stand with the FaceTime thing, because here's the thing. A uh, bunch of my friends are moms as well. Uh, people, when people call me at a bad time, some yeah. t- you're like, oh, I'll call them later. But then you forget. That could have very yeah. well happened to with Whitney. Yes, I agree. The, the actual timeline of like when the FaceTime calls were missed versus when this prank invitation were sent, it's like a little murky to me. But I think wh- what it boils down to is it's all a little bit stupid because they're filming a TV show. This this cooking party is a filming event for the show. Right. You know, it's basically like a work event for all of these women. And so 
at the end of the day, I feel like the FaceTime invite is more just like for the cameras. Like they're in Mary's house filming and they're going to show her calling all the women. In my mind, that's not really how the details get nailed down. It's like, no, then you get the follow up with all the actual information. Right. And so it's like, yeah, like, okay, she didn't pick up the phone. Like maybe in some sense it would have been more courteous for her to give a timely call back. But like, who the fuck cares? I know. I, it it was just the the blow up that she had and she was yeah. like calling she was like little girl and like her eyes were like opening wide and she was yeah. like Whitney cry we've like never seen like Whitney cry like that well and the way Mary so Whitney was like you're treating me like a child and Mary was like I'm not treating you like a child and then proceeds to call her little girl like six times it the actual invitation and that whole thing to me was like part one of this but the 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 more the, you know like the more puzzling thing was how angry mary was and how she wouldn't kind of back down because at the end of the day it's like this was not a big deal and then she's whitney is saying i just need to know like i feel like i've been here for you i care about you i love you mary like do you value my friendship and then for Mary to say we're not friends like that, she's like, I mean, it just makes no sense how she's kind of tossing Whitney aside. And I think, like I was saying earlier when we were talking about it, I think this is the kind of thing that might come back to bite her because we know that she has these skeletons in the closet. Right. And somebody like Whitney could have been on her team, but I think, you know, I don't know if that relationship is going to kind of come back right but also the way she was reacting to the fact that meredith went out to see whitney was also very very bizarre she was like you don't care and and meredith was meredith was acting so calm i was like i would not act as calm as these ladies because she mary also is not a child you don't need to speak to her like that like meredith was like no it's because you had the whole i was just seeing and i was like no tell her you have the whole table. You were just mean to Mar- Whitney. I'm going to check on her. Right. Like, Heather stayed at the table and was being very chill talking to Mary. The fact that... Right. Like, it's... Meredith didn't ch- pick sides. She just was like, yeah. oh, Whitney's sitting out there. Let me go see what's up. And then, you know, they had their com- their conversation we talked about. But I think, yeah, it's so, like, simplistic to be like, well, why did you go get her side of the story and not y- mine? It's like, yeah. because... Because it's a group scene and she was sitting over there by herself. And so I wanted to like bring her back to the group. Um, but we also we also have to talk about um, Lisa and Jen's issues stemming from this Fresh Wolf party. Yeah, because, blaming everything on your kids is not like the coolest oh, route a, to it's go. A, it's a weird look because I think Jen, you know, as much as we rip on Jen, I think she... I think she's justified to feel a little weird about not being invited to this thing, especially especially with her, you know, she said last week she has this connection to foster care. So it's something that she would have been even more interested in than just some basic party. And, you know, Lisa says that Jack made the guest list, which is like, okay. That's so crazy. (laughs) At the same time when they're like, why was Whitney invited? She's like, well, because I wanted to extend an olive branch. And it's like, 
okay, so clearly you had some impact on who was present at this event. Right, and not her nine-year-old making the list, but I loved when Heather was like, what did Jen do to get off the list? And better yet, what did Whitney do to get on? To get on the list. She is so also, fucking funny. I cannot also handle when it. when Mary's like, when Mary is saying, I'm used to not being invited, I, my feelings weren't hurt, and Jen's like, well, mine were. <laughs> Jen actually was very... um calm during I think because she was like whoa Mary took the cake for this one this episode but she was just like kind of explaining her feelings to Lisa and Lisa's the one that kind of started yelling and like getting out of control actually now she she deaded it she was like that's it that's it I don't want to talk about anymore right because you're wrong it was kind of refreshing to watch Jen have a disagreement in a way that felt sort of normal and and warranted right and that it wasn't because we've seen so many times in the past her just erupt and so it was kind of like refreshing to see her you know bring up that she had an issue with something and not just start screaming because that's when even if you start out being in the right that's when you start to lose me when you're just kind of ripping like ripping into someone for no reason. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, but then of course, you know, we're never going to see Jen in the same well light again. I don't know. Okay, but I have to say, last week when Chris and I were recapping this, we were like, "Oh, I I pointed out that this week it it happened so quick. We are going to see it. That's the trailer." But we were yeah. both very worried in the sense that like, are we just going to see the trailer again? And right. were we wrong? Holy okay. Shit. I have to say, so I'm, a lot of the time we're skeptical about when they do these to be continued. Uh, It feels uh, unnecessary. uh, I actually love where they cut it off this week because I think we got to see sort of all of this confusion and this, you know, build up. And I thought they did a great job of editing it. I was shocked how much um, footage they had of like when the police and all these people were there and they kept filming. But then next week, knowing that we're going to get to see the juxtaposition of Jen's arrest and whatever is happening with her, while the women are going to Vail, and so they're going to be like on this weird trip getting all these news updates, I I think they kind of cut it off at the perfect moment because it's right before anybody figures out what is happening. Yeah, I'm sorry, but when the women were chatting and like, what's, go- you know, like, where'd she go? I hope he's okay. Should we go? Should we go? And in the background, it, you the saw the fucking feds and SWAT team one by one. I was like, oh my, They're- that is the best scene I've ever seen. Right, they're just chilling on the bus, like, waiting to leave. They're like, yeah, like, if I was being arrested, like, Dewey would want you guys to go party. And then and you literally see, like, a Homeland Security officer. Wait, Heather, what does HSI stand for? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Homeland Security Investigation. She's like, oh, okay. And then they she's realized like, she's quickly. She's outside the bus, like, I'm, I'm usually scared of the popo. And it's like, she, Heather, she's this like is She's like joking bad. around with them. She's like, what are you? Oh, the popo's here. The moment, the moment that sent a chill down my spine was at the very end when Heather is like, do you think I should call Jen and let them know that they're looking for her? And Lisa's like, I don't think you should do that. Definitely not. Like, don't in you, Heather. The those are not regular police officers that you just saw. Hi, well, 
and and watching it click for them at different times that in that moment it had clicked for Lisa that Jen was the one in trouble. That but they, it they were like, this isn't about Sharif. But it hadn't clicked for Heather yet that Heather, you know, like, at least, like, Jen is the criminal. Jen is the one who's on the run. So if you're calling her to tell her, hey, they're looking for you. You're that's now like, involved. Right. And so Lisa is our, those, you why know. Why is she calling Stu, though? Like, why are any of them calling anyone? I know. Like, this is the moment where you sit there and wait to figure out what's going on. Do not involve yourself with I needed to know why people. an NYPD officer was there. Well, her, I don't know about NYPD, because she, obviously her case is in, like, the Southern District of New York, but I don't, uh, like, so- that would, but that's, like, a federal thing. I don't know. I mean, clearly they, I think they had, I don't really understand why they needed so many people on the scene in general. Like, Jen is not, you know, hiding out with, like, a bunch of guns. Do you, okay, but- do you think, yeah, but they don't know that. Do you think that, okay, from the, this is the part I was questioning so much from the okay. time she got the call, I, my heart was racing out, like as if I was watching a movie, even though I know what happened. From the time she got the call, figuring out the story she was telling everyone, which is that Sharif had, I thought she internal said- Internal bleeding. Uh, yeah, internal bleeding. Who called someone or how did she get in touch or how they know how far away the person was to come pick her up? Was she not shitting in her pants at that moment being like, what if I don't get out of here in time? Right, and that's when she's when Heather, you know, came, saw her outside the bus, and she was talking, and, and Heather's like, "Well, do you want to come on the bus and tell everyone that you're leaving?" Nope. I was thinking <laughs> in my head the whole time. I'm like, Jen wants to get the fuck out of there. Wait, like, and Whitney, Jen, yes. Jen trying to balance how do I not look like I'm freaking out with how do I get out of here as soon as possible? It was it was really tense. I was yeah not. I wasn't necessarily expecting it to feel like knowing obviously what happens. I wasn't expecting it to feel as suspenseful and like stressful. It was, but it was crazy yeah. because then they all did start to realize like Whitney goes, wait, she asked me to turn her mic off. Like, cause that then she was, they were like, Oh my God. I love how um last night too, Chloe Feynman, obviously who does the best impressions ever was like, my favorite part was when Lisa was like, I am freaking out (laughs) because she like was it but this was just wild and next week i'm even more excited but i'm sorry the the uh, even production was like are you guys seriously thinking of not fucking going on this trip right now like really they're like okay so obviously we don't know what's going on either but you guys need to go to fail why would they ever not also like i'm sorry right like (laughs) <laughs> well, and I I can't remember who said this, but they're like, well, I mean, like, whatever's happening with her, we can't do anything about it. So what's, what's and then they were the like, trip? can she get a personal drive? Can they get a driver? And Heather was like, the fucking Shaw squad. Someone can drive her. She has like eight assistants. Someone can drive her to Vail. Okay, I will say um, Salt Lake to Vail is like a six hour drive I or something. I knew you it's were going to have this information for me. I needed to know. And I could have Googled. It's, I just didn't feel like it. It's not. I mean, it's like a drivable distance. But when I heard that Mary was flying private, I'm like, why? And then it's like, okay, yeah, it's kind of far. No, but also why? <laughs> like, why couldn't Mary go on the bus? Because Mary didn't want to be on the bus. <laughs> I 
know, but like that would have been so fun. On it, honestly, I don't blame her because I I don't blame her in the sense where we've seen her in scenes where she clearly just doesn't do well in social situations, which is very ironic to be on this show. But yeah, I will say I don't think Meredith called the feds to the beauty lab parking lot because she wasn't even there. Yeah, well, that could be why. Well, Meredith's busy in Aspen with her dad's memorial. Like, I don't think she's being like, okay. So the women are going to be at the beauty lab parking lot at 3.30. And if Jen <laughs> is if Jen is messing with my family, then they I'm going to tell them. No, she know They know. So, uh, it has to come out who, who did it. I mean, probably like three dozen people know they're at the beauty lab parking lot. So I don't think it like needs to be Meredith. I know. Whatever. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm already so like, nervous. <laughs> obviously, we're going to have two more episodes this week of this podcast, but I'm already like so excited for next week. Do you want to just skip these ep- these episodes? You guys can watch the shows yourself. We're just coming back Fuck next Winter Monday. House. <laughs> next oh, Monday. But anyway, yeah. And obviously, you guys, our Bravo legal hat team. What is wrong with me? Our Bravo, Bravo legal, legal team, team hat. And mug. And the mug. popping off. One already sold out. We had to get them back in really quick. Get on that so you can join our legal team. Betches.co slash Bravo merch. You got it. Tiffany Moon asked if we could make her a Bravo medical team one. And I I was like, I don't know if that really has the same ring to it. But (laughs) But yeah, we'll work. I will work on it. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.